Good morning and welcome to March um, Madness, our Mornings with Mara today. So we're glad to have you all here and today we're excited to um, be talking about how to reach, sell and service um, the millennial buyer. And uh, Casey will have some fun comments on that here in a second. But today we have um, with us Casey Hagee, um, who is the Director of Sales for SALT, which you'll learn a little bit more about here in a second. And then Jonathan Simmons, who's their CEO, or more likely their chief nerd, I think is what we have decided the better title is at the end of the day. So, and and Casey, you actually came from the insurance side of the world, right? You were the president of Box Insurance for a good decade or so, but who's counting? I mean, you probably started when you were 10, you look like yep. at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so K Casey, um, just a quick hello out to everybody and maybe something that's been a highlight for you the last um, couple weeks. Awesome. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Marit and IIAT. Um, yes, the highlight for me would have to be hiring people. So not just from a um, now I have someone to do the work that I was doing, but that's actually what I love to do. I love to recruit and coach up and help people be, you know, really the best versions of themselves that I know how to help with. And so with being in a startup, I've kind of been the doer so far. And so getting people hired up and trained up to do what I do, to me, that's that's what it's all about. I love it. So nice. it comes with a few, you know, obstacles and challenges, no doubt, because we're all people and we're all human, but it is really what I love to do. So it's exciting. We've hired two new people in the last three weeks and we're on to hire four more in the next month, so. Nice, exciting, that's awesome, great. And Jonathan, um, What's a highlight for you these days? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've gotten through some major updates at the top of the year. And along with what Casey said, with hiring a few people, I'm going out with the kids literally after this. We're leaving to go take a little micro vacation for spring break. So I'm just looking forward to stepping away and having a team that's fully competent to take over while I'm out for a couple of days. So on the top. <laughs> on the topic of technology, Jonathan, it sounds yeah. to me like you're about to go make a purchase. You want to tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we were we're packing. My wife behind the scenes here is literally packing a vehicle for us to go on this trip. And on my way to come and sit and do this, I got an email from the current person that's at a vacation rental of ours that broke a television at the property. So I'm also going to go to Best Buy and buy a new television and try to hoist it up a spiral staircase in this rental property of ours with just me and my wife so that'll be fun that'll be exciting good luck you'll have to send pictures yeah. is, is that when you do the friends thing where just yell pivot at her a couple yeah. times yeah. that'll go over real well <laughs> awesome I can't wait for that video footage <laughs> oh, that's fantastic all right so let's get going today obviously we're talking about insure tech um, and how you reach the buyer we'll go ahead and move slides here and uh, so the question begins, you know, from a standpoint of um, millennials and being able to talk to people who don't pick up the phone. Casey, can you talk? We're going to talk about millennials today, but can you kind of talk about who the audience is that we're really visiting about today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really hate to limit it to millennials because that is just an age bracket more than anything. And then the year you were born, it's really about a lifestyle. And of course, a lot of what we're talking about fits in that age segment. But it's really just someone that wants the modern convenience of doing business online. 
you know, that yeah. I for an example, like I have a lot of hair and hair is a very big deal to me. And so my stylist matters a lot. Well, the one I found here when I moved to New Braunfels is stuck in the dark ages. And so there's no online booking. You have to call between their hours yeah. from nine to four if someone answers the phone to rebook. And so the other day, I think it took me a week to get something rescheduled with them you know whereas if they just had an online booking i could do it it would save them time it would save me time but you know it's just kind of those things that when i'm thinking about it is at night when they're not open and i feel like the independent insurance agent industry we we face that too because we do have hours yeah. we have boundaries around our day that don't necessarily meet the needs of our clients or our prospects so it's really not to me, a millennial, just millennial, I'm Gen X and I really don't like to use the phone. I'd rather get stuff like that done online as much as possible rather than have to interface on the phone. So, yeah, good. I know Jonathan relates to the hair um, needs. Yeah, so it's a, clearly a problem for me on a regular. <laughs> traveled with me enough to do conferences to know that hair is a big deal. For it's Canada. in my mind. I'm like, we're going to land, we're going to get there, Casey's getting a blowout, and then we're going to go get <laughs> Off to the dry bar. Awesome. Good. All right. Well, let's jump into this then. And um, I know you have a few slides, Casey, you're going to talk about with our um, members here talking about really thinking through the reach, how you sell, how you service, um, what things should you be considering. I think you'll all be able to walk away today with some practical things to do um, that might help you shift the way that you're interacting and, and accomplishing communication. So I'll let you jump in here, Casey. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, my hope is that we do offer some value and what I'm drawing on is my experience as an agent. And I did lead our efforts in personal lines and small business for a good five to six years, I think. So that's really where I'm drawing on uh, my experience and, you know, firsthand knowledge of how this stuff works in the field. So um, this first slide is, we call it reach, but really what I'm talking about is marketing. Like, how do you get in front of the type of buyer that um, may not see your ad in the yellow pages or may not be present at the chamber event. You know, how do you increase your reach to someone that needs to find you online because that's where they are? Um, and so the the first step to me is identifying who your ideal client is. And this can be a really fun process actually, um, actually personifying and naming that client. So, you know, getting in your conference room, getting a whiteboard out and just like going to town on describing the perfect client for your agency. And we're, we're all different. We all work well with certain people. And so that's really what I would do is kind of focus on who, who do you work well with and, and identifying that, naming them. And you can have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, like find some stock photo of describing that ideal um, client and name them. And then in your agency, it becomes fun. Did we get a I don't know, Daryl today or, you know, whatever you've decided to name your ideal client, I think is kind of the first step to being able to reach them. Who are they? So um, we don't, we don't want a Karen is what I think I heard. I did look on the list of who's attending today to make sure I didn't, you know, insult anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but but nice. one of the things that does occur to me as you're talking about it, Casey, is if, if people are looking for a tool to help them with that, the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is a really yeah, great, great. Um, resource 
So it really forces you to sit down and understand what their challenges are, what their real problems are, how they want to actually communicate and how do you make it easy. So if you're looking for a tool to actually use, um, building a story brand by Donald Miller is a great resource. I'll let it you is, keep going, Casey. No, it's great. And actually, Jonathan and I went to, to his like three-day con virtual conference during the pandemic. We used that time to go through Donald Miller's, I think it was called um, Marketing Made Simple. And just, yes, exactly right. Like, what is the journey that your client is on? And how do you be the guide versus the hero in that story and help them solve a real problem? So I think right. that's ex exactly right. Did you have any other comments on that, Jonathan? No, I, I think it I think it makes sense. The other thing too about this is that when you identify who your customer really is and what you're trying to get, you know who your customer is not. And that oh, can actually save yeah. you tons of time as well. It's something we talk about often in all of our marketing is who are we trying to reach? And that 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 isolation brings a ton of value to your agents. Oh, that's great. And being okay with that. Because that, that yeah. means you know who you are as well. Um, right. So I think that would actually be the first step is knowing who you are and then identifying who you work well with and who you want to, to help. Um, yeah. Building your audience online is really just about, to me, it's just finding out where they hang out, you know, and building relevant content in those, in those mediums. Um, so that just takes some research and some polling of, of your ideal client. Like, where do you go to find information? Where do you go to socialize online? So just really identifying what that is. And that and can I be obscure places too. You know, like we have, I don't know what you guys use. We use Nextdoor pretty frequently. It's a little app that lets you see what's going on in your local neighborhood and your, your spots. My wife is a part of like, 700 Facebook groups about what's being sold and who stole someone's cat. So there's a there's lots of obscure ways other than just the standard like let me go to Instagram, let me go to Facebook and, and create an ad. You you can think outside of the box of where are people on the ground and and how are they engaging with one another. Um, you know even community events. It doesn't all it doesn't all have to be online to create an online presence. You know. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think what agents need to realize in how they represent themselves is that you can still have a personality online. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean you go away. You matter and people want to see you online. And so you can still be yourself, I guess. You don't get rid of that individuality that independent agents are, are so important to. You're just expanding it and scaling yourself basically to be online. Right. Um, and then the best marketers right now that I kind of follow, they're just offering really good problem solving content. It may have nothing to do with their product. In fact, one guy I follow in InsureTech, like, I don't know the, I mean, his brand is on everything he does, but it's subconscious. You know, what he's offering is agents real problem solving. And I think that is where you gain an audience. That is where you get favor with people and that they eventually turn into a prospect which turns into a client right but being available and building content that just solves problems for your audience i think is where it, where it comes um into play building that content go ahead well i was just going to say you know the thing is when it comes to doing this it can sound a little bit daunting 
Yeah. But it's important that you go through it. It's like anything. If you don't do the planning, then you're just guessing, right? And yeah. this is where I would all also encourage you all as agents is when you fi figure it out or you're part of this process, actually reaching out to people who are real clients and clarifying, is this true for you? Because, you know, just like anything, we end up with our own group think about, you know, like as the association, we could think we know, but we really need our agents to tell us and validate. And the same thing happens. And I'm not sure that I see agents that often doing focus groups with their clients or really pulsing them for, does this message resonate or not? Um, I did yeah. laugh. I was working with an agency a few years ago and somebody said they wanted to do the social media for them. And we died laughing because in all of the posts for the year, the one that got the most likes was the cheese and meat tray from the holiday party, <laughs> which, which, you know, mm -hmm. just another reminder that we're human and we want to reach people at a, you know, social level. That's, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. I think agents have so much experience and so much knowledge, even in and outside of the agency, right? And there's things that drive us that are not insurance related. And I think that's where you need to draw down on and spend time on, as you said, Marit, um, thinking about what drives you and, and building content around that. Because if you're passionate about it, it's likely going to generate some um, interest from your audience. Yeah. And well, and the you said something about pulsing your uh, current clients. I know a lot of marketers that do the polling on LinkedIn. So you have your LinkedIn audience kind of voting for something that you want to validate. You know, that you may have yeah. a hypothesis of a problem you can solve. Go poll the audience and see what they think. It's so easy to get good validation, I think, that way too. And insurance is, um, this I'm going to preface, I'm not the insurance guy. I'm the nerd again. But in, insurance is a little bit more of a stale product. It's something we need to have as consumers. It's not something that I'm like excited as an individual to go purchase on every day. Like I am the Nikes I'm going to buy, you know, later in the afternoon. But when when you're creating marketing and advertising, uh, when I see content from you and I realize that you're educated as a millennial, I'm an elder millennial, but I'm a millennial, that rings really, really hard for me of like this person really understands what it means. And maybe I need to be thinking about how I'm insured more. That's the one thing that I learned the most getting into the insurance industry is how underinsured I was <laughs> as an individual. I didn't understand how I should actually be protecting myself. And I know that when it comes to creating content, when you bring the education that you guys all have as agents, you've gone through all of the process to understand the in-depthness of the endorsements and how it protects us. Sharing that in real world ways here in Texas, last year we had Snowmageddon, right? And everybody's house is popping by pipes and it's and none of us, I mean, so many of us didn't even understand how to, what was next, what's next in that process. So bringing that education, bring your skill set to the table in your marketing with that content, because for a millennial market, for sure, buyers are, are moving towards a world where they want to be informed, even if the product is not quite the sexiest product out there. I want to know that you know what you're talking about if I'm going to buy from you. And that's yeah. going to go really, really far. Good. So so we've we've reached them. Now we want to sell. So let's yeah. flip into that part of the conversation and let's see what we, what you recommend here. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to communicate here is just being accessible. You know, making it easy to do business with you, whatever those processes and systems are you know when i look back at our agency 
we we weren't online at all basically we had a website just mainly for advertising purposes but um it's just hard it was hard to do business with us they had to really really want it to yeah. to make an appointment to get on the phone when when we were open and so i just think back when we started thinking about something like our product salt that we'll talk about later it was really out of a need to um, do business outside of those hours or a need to not have um, someone on the phone for 45 minutes to gather information you know rather spend the time doing something that's revenue generating um, not just task oriented and so i think when i think about using insuretech to sell it's just about offering ways to make it super simple to do business with you yeah, yeah good there's a book that I like called uh, Rework, and one of the things they say is everything is marketing. You know, we're talking about reach, but even when you're selling, you're you're marketing who you are and what it's like to work with your business, and that's going to affect your referral rate and your resale. So making it easy for someone to connect with you is really, really important. When my wife and I were buying a vacation property, it was in a different state. I messaged my mortgage broker and said, Hey, do you know insurance agents? And I'm I'm in insurance, so I know the process. Like, do you know anybody? Do you recommend them? And that mortgage broker sent me a list of phone numbers, and I was like, like I just don't want to talk to any of these. I don't know who they are. And so I began searching them on the internet and finding where their presence is. And so that's where that importance of having accessibility, having a way for me to reach you in the way that I want to reach you is important and you've kind of got to step outside of your process and flow and make sure that that process is accommodating of a lot of people yeah i i don't know about you guys but i'm an instant gratification type of person so if i need it and i want it now i want to handle it now yeah um, i was trying to look for a pair of reading glasses the other day and the team was sitting around and i couldn't find something quickly and within 15 minutes they're like whatever happened i'm like i couldn't solve it so i quit went off <laughs> and did something totally different right so now I just can't see properly. But a couple of things before we jump into service. Um, you know, one of the things that when we were redoing our website last year, you know, uh, the people we were talking to said a couple things to us that resonated with me. One is you should always think about your website as being a 24 7, 365 day employee. They can yeah. work for you constantly. And then the mm -hmm. second thing was the most expensive interaction you have is on the phone. So if you can make yeah, sure that you can true. automate that and simplify it, and I think the big thing is, is ease of doing business and speed. I, I was at an agency yeah. yesterday and they were talking about their referral, their centers of influence, their referral partners that they use with real estate agents and mortgage brokers and so forth. And they said, you know, the biggest thing is, is at the end of the day, they refer us because they trust us to take care of it quickly and help yeah. them close the deal. It kind of goes yeah. back to the real estate agents, the hero, by mm -hmm. by solving their problem. And, right. and if you can keep that in mind when you're talking to those referral sources, I want to make you look great. I know you can trust what we do. Here's how to make sure that this is the simplest, easiest, high quality experience that you can deliver. Yeah. So what did you say about the phone? The, the, the an interaction on the phone is the most expensive interaction you can have with a client. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a good reminder of, and, and not, that's not to say we don't want to have those interactions, but let's make sure that when we're interacting, it's at the highest level of communication yeah. and problem solving, not in that tactical, you know, administrative function that can be extremely expensive. Yeah. So good. 
Well, and speaking Sorry. of websites to get kind of technical there, being that that 24-7 employee, you know, over 70% of inter internet traffic is on a mobile device. Yeah. So if you as an agency have a website that is not mobile responsive, that is like the first step because you want that engagement point to be something that they can see well on their phone and, and get connected with. And there's everything from, you know, GoDaddy's Wix to Squarespace to, I mean, there's tons of solutions out there for you to make sure that, that it's out of the box. You can have someone in your staff customize it, but that would be one of the top things I would tackle yep. from a yep. website. Good. Well, and just to kind of say from a standpoint of service, I just randomly last week, I wanted to get a dermatology appointment. I I looked up places. I couldn't quite get things, something registered. It looked like I was going to have to wait. I made a phone call. That was going to wait. Another said, send in this form and we'll respond to you. So I just kept searching and I finally, a, an internet appointment scheduled the next day was available, locked in. Yesterday, I'm getting co phone calls back from the other people saying, you know, what? hey, I just wanted to check in on you. So the same thing's going to happen with insurance. If they can't yep. get their response from you quickly, they will yeah. go on to someone else. So let's talk about right. service um, yeah. from a standpoint. And this to me was a great um, concept that I loved when I was reading some of your content earlier, Casey, of how to actually stratify and segment yeah. your book in a, maybe a different way than, norm than a lot of agents think about. Great. Yeah. Um, I think, again, making it easy to do business with you doesn't stop at the sales uh, process. It actually, it may be even more important for service, depending on who you're working with, that you make it easy for me to do, you know, non-revenue non generating service tasks. You know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to have to call to get my auto ID, but I'm going to, if that's the only way that you allow me to do it and so i think finding ways to service your client base in automated ways is is critical um but to, to your point about segmenting your book out one way to do that and i've tried this in an agency recently is to um use the type of client that they are and the type of communication style that may be an age segment. Back to our millennial conversation earlier, yeah, you know, yeah. really it's just about understanding how they want to be communicated with, no matter what the age, but age yeah. is one way and really understanding your own book of business. Um, different agency management systems handle this better than others, but pulling out your average age of your book and really understanding who your client base is helps you kind of reverse engineer how you are reaching them and servicing mm -hmm. them because if your average age is north of 50 you're likely building your entire staffing solution and your way you service them around that age and so you're naturally just not going to build around the next generation because you're currently servicing this book that way so one of the ideas i had is to um, really align your staff with that type of client so how they want to be reached for instance um i'm a big fan of i don't know if we can plug people here but wave uh, work at home vintage experts and we've had so much success with that model using a um what they call vintage someone that's been in our industry for you know usually between 20 30 40 years and hiring them to plug in our agency, knowing our systems, our agency management system, and the type of client that we're trying to service from anywhere in the US. You know, So you're grabbing this amazing talent pool and experience 
but you have to match them with a clientele that is okay not having that walk-in face-to-face presence you know and so i think just understanding what your book's made of and then aligning your resources around that one idea is you know we all talk about this monoline book of business we have meaning that's all auto or all home in the personal line space and i want to cross sell it but you have to build systems around that you have to understand um how to do that so one idea is to point one let's say csr around that and their whole job is to cross sell that book so first you've got a a resource for it and then you need to build a system so we'll talk about our system salt but it is a a data collection tool where you can link your monoline home customer 30 days before their renewal with a way to gather their auto information so you're not just asking for the business you're giving them a way to um then collect the information so they have an immediate call to action so that's just one example of segmenting out that book so monoline needs its own dedicated resource and its own dedicated system in order to cross sell that book um of course yeah, VIP- I, you know, I really love the idea around understanding your the age of your your clients and who's yeah. making decisions you know yeah, we've right. even thought think about it in the association world of like if our average principal is 60 years old, we have the risk of retiring with them, right? In five to 10 years. Yep. So you want to look at it the same way. If is Are you growing your book at, with the next generation? And, and this is where I think sometimes, and this is where I think it's really key, is using your younger folks to help with that personification mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the way that you reach people. And it may feel completely uncomfortable to you because it's never the approach that you would do but yeah. giving our staff the freedom and the authority to try things yeah. and see how it works and that's just how things will look differently over time yeah. and giving them giving them freedom to try it and not judging it because it's not something you would ever normally do you might see an amazing result this is interesting because it's actually something I saw uh, in like a nonprofit. They did something like this where they have a leader that's leading a group of children and kids that would basically grow with that base. So instead of constantly getting in a new round of children, they just moved. And so you have this 20 something year old with these 12 year olds. And then they're a 30-year-old with these 18-year-olds, and it just keeps mapping. I think you can map this model we're talking about in your agency. You think about how your book grows with your producers, and you're you're building not only your book side, but the way that your agency functions as well. You're building a pipeline of how to bring in young producers and grow them into managers in your business, and it it allows for growth in all fronts. It's really a great idea. And and on that note, like I even think about maybe even on the commercial line side, right, is when you see one of your clients bringing in the next generation of management, that's when you should be bringing in your next generation of right. producers exactly. so they exactly. walk in with those relationships getting transferred correctly right. as opposed to you as the senior person building the next generation and now you've missed this opportunity and you don't relate as well. So yeah. I, th- I think it's a fascinating, th- and we know that this next generation is growing faster than ever, right? So we do know that, I think right now people would say that millennials are the largest group in the workforce at this point, yeah. and right. they are um, entrepreneurial in nature, right? So they're looking for quick solutions, simple solutions, and challenging the status quo. Why would I do that? And you can see that happening 
on a regular basis. Great, yeah. those were some great points, and I think our next slide may even talk about, okay, after this, we're gonna get into technology, but you might wanna hit some quick points here, and then we'll move into some of the tools you guys like to use. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes into what I said earlier, being mobile friendly is going to be key uh, in, in a, lot of, a lot of your marketing efforts, and then good call to actions, clear call to actions are, are amazing. Yep. Yeah, and I think um, why I put that on the slide, make your call to actions linkable from a phone. So many, even email signatures, the phone number that I'm trying to get is not linkable from my phone. Right. So I literally right. have to stop what I'm doing, write it down or try to memorize it. Most usually what I do because I'm probably driving, but um, they need to be linkable. And it's just an afterthought. I think we just don't think about um, it as we're building resources ads email signatures all the places that your call to actions end up yeah there's a company called wisestamp.com i don't have any affiliation with them but they do a great job of letting you build an email signature in a website and copy and paste it into your email client so you can have clickable actionable links Wise how do you spell that w-i-s-e stamp like a mailing stamp s-t-a-m-p i'll put it in the chat for everyone okay thanks great Good. So let's let let's talk then about um, technology that you have. Um, you've got some specific tools that you reference here, and then I'll I'll talk a little bit about how people can continue to learn more. Yeah, I just built this slide thinking about as an agent, and now that we're in software, just the things that work for us more than trying to name them. Just things that work, you know, that should make agent life easier, better, as well as help you reach the right buyer, which is the topic of our conversation today. So anything that I could think of that would help. Um, I love the calendar appointment setting. I was super hesitant at first because it felt yeah. like I was asking them to do something for me. But what it actually is, is finding, making it easy for them to find a mutual time that works for them. And so I think we could do a really good job using that in our um, presentation setup for when we're, you know, presenting quotes and things like that, just making it easy for them to find a time and then managing our calendar as such to match their needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we love Slack. It's our internal way of communicating. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun, actually, and it's like instant messaging on steroids because of all the document storage and things you can do with it. But uh, we found it super useful. Um, data collection and rating integration is kind of our topic for salt, so I'll save that for later. Uh, supplemental application form builders. One of the most frustrating things in commercial insurance is those supplementals that our carriers require every single year at renewal and at new business. They're 18 pages long, so there's software out there now that can help uh, streamline that effort. Of course, CRMs to, to reach the buyer we're talking about getting automation and you not having to do it, you just have to set it up. I think texting is a huge way for agents to communicate with the buyer we're talking about um, and reaching them where they are. Automated ID cards, we talked about earlier, just servicing the client uh, in an easy way. Online payment collection, I think, is something you're pretty passionate about, Mara. Is that true? Helping agents um, find new ways to... Money. I would say so since I got I, I did have my insurance canceled once because I didn't pay my bill um, the first <laughs> year that I was here. I'm like the perfect <laughs> client, right? Then <laughs> uh. of course electronic signatures I think is something we're all pretty used to yeah. now. Yeah. That has become the norm of how we get collect applications. So yeah. oh 
Great. So, I, I, you know, it's such a great reminder. I always want to remind people when you're talking to your clients to ask them, what's the best way for me to communicate with you? Yeah. Uh, if I know that, document that in the CRM, and then people being consistent. Well, this these people just want text messages. These people want emails. These people want phone calls and reaching them at the, the level that they want to be at, not what's just convenient for you. Now, our next class for Mornings with Mart is going to be about E&O. Um, so there's certainly the E&O steps that you need to take, but from those preliminary conversations, being able to, to, if somebody texts me, there's a much higher chance I'll get back to them immediately than if you leave me a voicemail. That's just, that's just a standard um, process of ease, right? So one of the um, tools that we do have available is Catalyt.com. You can see Catalyt there. It's one of our companies that we own. Um, and it is a platform for agents to go and keep up with technology and tools in the independent agent space. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. Um, and I think next we're going to start jumping right into the technology that you do specifically have called SALT. So I'm going to mute myself and let you guys run through this for the next um, eight to ten minutes and then we'll wrap up. All right. Sounds good. So um, as we introduced earlier, I am the Sales and Marketing Director for SALT and Jonathan is the CEO and co-founder. Uh, we've been working on SALT for about five years from a idea to a prototype to getting it and using it in our own agency and then getting it out to market. So it's been quite a journey, um, but basically it is a way to reach your prospects for home and auto insurance online to gather their information and then drive all of that data to your radar. So it's time saving, it's reaching the millennial buyer that's not going to pick up the phone, giving them a great user experience that, um, you know, we don't necessarily have the technology in the independent agent channel to, to do on our own. And so we've built that and are hoping to make a very turnkey way for agents to, to do that and reach that buyer of the next generation or the current generation, however you want to put it. Yeah. Yeah, if you uh, switch sides for us, I think one of the things that really surprised me as I came into the industry was seeing where things uh, sat. I was a technology person. I use technology every day. And what I saw is agents using what's readily available to them, PDF form fill, the solutions that they could find. But one of the reasons we really built Salt was to bring a product that had some ease uh, in in the process of creating a form that you can share with customers and clients. So what, what Salt really does well is, is allow you within 10 or 15 minutes to set up this digital application that you can have a link that you can send off to someone. So whether that's in your email footer, something you text messaging, all the ways that we talked about being technological today, you get to send that out. But then when you think about the things we talked about like service and putting your best foot forward, Salt also has big data integrations that that millennial and non-phone user is looking for. So we're going to pre-fill things like their home and their auto, their bin numbers, and those solutions for them as they go through that process. So it's it's dual fold as a product. We're going to save you time inside of your agency, but we're also going to create an excellent customer experience for your prospects and how they engage with you. So it's really letting you shine um, in that process. Yeah, I think one way to describe that well is like it's a B2B2C product. You know, our agents are our B2B client. That's who's, you know, we're ultimately building this tool for. Right. But the, the C part has to be good too. The consumer has to want to fill out 
this application and not get exhausted by a long form. And so Jonathan and his development team are, I would say, borderline obsessed with that user experience and making it very clean and simple and user friendly. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we go uh, move forward for us, I mean, the like I mentioned a second ago, seeing that the fact finders that you guys use on a regular basis sort of broke my heart. <laughs> it was like, this is, I feel this pain every time I go to the doctor, right? And you're having to fill out a, a thousand documents and to think that your producers are still working in this space where it's, it's this just doesn't allow you to shine well. And it and it doesn't meet the customer where, where they are. So what so you'll Jonathan. find with- yeah. I'm only smiling because I've received this form at my house three times now to fill out yeah. for my my carrier, and I haven't touched it. But yeah. if if I had gotten a quick answer to these questions, clarify right. this, and I could just tap it, I'd I'd yeah. have totally done it by now. So there yeah. there's a risk too of not actually getting the information you need because it's so arduous, especially for people like me who are like just seeing a form is overwhelming. And yeah. what we've done too, to that end, is that the form that we've built is intelligent. So when you tell me that you're married, we're going to ask information about your spouse. When you tell me that, you know, everything is going to trigger, trigger automatically. And we've taken people like Casey and the team, my co-founder, who have over 20 years of experience in insurance and feedback from our customers to build this solution that is with ease to really accommodate for the things that that paper form just can't. But but also to Mara's point, you know, when when you could just receive a text message and you have the millennial mom who's you know spends 45 minutes in car line every day, it's yeah. so a prime time for them to be filling something like this out where they can just do it in a few moments, right? Good example. I saw your wife's Facebook post in the car line yesterday. Yes, uh, 100%. <laughs> Want to move forward for us? Uh, you know, ultimately what we're trying to do with SALT is simplify insurance applications and make that really, really easy. I think we've highlighted that pretty well. Um, everything from being dynamic in nature of, of how we do it, but meeting where they are, we pre-build QR codes for you. The entire experience is mobile responsive. The big highlights that we've made is we want the person to feel valued. We want this to be easy. Mark said, you know, the most cons uh, expensive thing is to be on the phone. I, we had a conference recently. I heard that if you have a book, uh, a million dollar book, you as a single producer, your time is worth over $400 an hour. When you think about you might be spending upwards of 30 minutes collecting data on a phone call with a solution like Salt, we can capture that in sub 10 minutes provided by the consumer. It's an E&O protection because it's coming directly from them. And then to further that, we're taking that data and instantly sending it to the two biggest raters today, PL Raider and, and EasyLinks. So we, we really are trying to streamline that process for you through and through. You can move one forward for things, us one of the things, Jonathan, I really like about the interactive piece that you have in here is that it actually coaches the client mm -hmm. on what yeah, they should be cool. thinking about. So like, I, I mean, first of all, I shouldn't say this being in my job, but I am not an insurance person. So th the reality is, is that I even struggle with what should I have as a deductible and how much should I cover myself for property damage? And you guys make it really light and easy. It's yeah. sort of like, oh, are you sure that's what you want? This is a scenario that could happen. And so you clarify that, but you also as the agent can kind of set what limits you want to recommend as well. Yeah. So you can, there's that element of, you're still present 
having conversations with them, so to speak, but you don't have to do all of it and they can get it done in the evening or in a line right. somewhere or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a big fear. Sorry, Jonathan, real quick on that. Uh, my daughter is 15 and we had lunch the other day and I had her go through the SALT application as a consumer and she was engaged and she's not usually into anything I do. So I was I was giddy about the fact that she got through it. She understood what a deductible was after that, you know, so it, you're right. It, it really educates and doesn't take the agent out of the equation. We want exactly. you to make these recommendations exactly. to your to your prospects, so. A lot of times there's a fear that when you go digital, you're losing your ability to represent you and the value you bring as an agent. And what we're trying to do at SALT is represent you well. So through the ability to make recommendations, through the ability to decide which endorsements you do or don't show, you shine through still. We're just allowing you to do that 24-7. And you know, we say, get applications while you sleep. Great, good. So Matt, right. we'll just run to the, I think we've got one more slide here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Matt, if you want to go forward, I think the, the point really comes through that we uh, are really trying to serve the age, the independent agent market. One of the things that we say is we want to perpetuate the independent agent channel by providing tools that are going to help them sell and, and make their business better. And we've had some great customers in this process. Direct to consumer markets, you know, in yeah. order to with the the tech stack that captives and uh, direct to consumer carriers have um that's really what we're after is to to be able to compete there um i've recently had an, an agent subscriber client um reach out to me and say that salt is a godsend because he was having a baby and was always obviously very occupied during that the birth of his you know first child and he got six or seven applications by you know by salt while he's at the hospital you know so yeah. stuff he may have missed out on while he's trying to enjoy his life yeah good so one of the things that we just want to let you know if you're a member of iit we have a relationship here with salt and um we actually have a discount for you um you can actually get it at 40 percent off um, for your first year. So mm -hmm. if you want to go to our website, iit.org forward slash salt, you can actually click a button there and get a demo scheduled using Calendly. So using some of the tools that we've talked about today, um, but we're happy to make sure you all have access to and can explore this. And I think the, the price point is it's less than $200 a month, essentially, um, mm -hmm. and then add the discount to it. So it's not something that's um, cost prohibitive. I think it's something worth a try. I think it's easy to onboard, check it out, see how you feel about it. And one of the things we didn't talk about, just kind of going back to make, being easy to be a referral for other people and make them heroes, is yeah. you can actually co-brand um, a, a text message link that your real estate, your mortgage lenders, whatever, can just yeah. send a direct text to a, a client and say, fill this out and it goes directly into your agency database system. So right. lots of good moving parts and pieces here that can be added on that we didn't even touch on, but it, it makes it real easy to do business with you guys. So I wanna thank both of you for being on the call today. Um, lots of great, exciting things to be able to be offering to agents and staying out ahead of um, the interaction and the communication that are this next generation and the last one want um, to make it easier and easier every single time. So. 
thank you very much. And Jonathan, I hope you have a great trip and good thank luck buying do. that 65 inch TV. I think you should go for 75 inch is what I think no, you should. I'm not trying to do that up a spiral ladder. No. <laughs> All right. Well, the next um, Mornings with Marit is April 14th. If you've registered for Mornings with Marit, it's automatically on your schedule. But we're going to have a crew here talking about E&O and what's happening out there right now with the trends that we see. So please, as a leader, show up and think about what your risk management program should be looking like. And you can register now for InsureCon, which is in June down at the JW Marriott. It'll be our 125th anniversary, which is exciting. Wow all in and of itself. And uh, with that, you all have a great day, travel safe, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.